Hello, welcome to this episode of 10,000 Posts, the show about how everything is posting. My name is Hussein. My name is Phoebe. And this week we have a very special two-guest episode. Uh, we are joined by we're joined by uh, uh, the resident Ophropologists, uh, mm. uh, Milo and Tom. Milo, how's it going? And Tom, how's it going? I'm go. I'm yeah. doing good. Pretty, pretty good. We're feeling feeling hyped to talk about some oafs. I'm very excited. We've been talking about this for a while. Hope is best of oafs. So, so, just, so just some background information. Like we work in a studio where we all share one bath towel. Um, mm, yeah, and, that's right. But Tom and Milo, you work here a lot lot more than we do. And during your time when we're away, you bond by sharing video TikTok videos of oafs. Yes. Yeah. I, t- I, I often wake up to uh, a lot of videos that Tom has sent me on TikTok of oafs, what I like to call my overnight oafs. <laughs> um, something to catch up on first thing in the morning. Yeah, see, like, we, we have a perfect content synchronicity where I go to bed quite early and get up at, like, half six in the morning, so yeah. I have some overnight oafs from Milo that he sent pre-2 a.m., and yeah. then I'll send mm-hmm. him ones at half six in the morning. All right, lads, get a room, please. Yeah, uh, and we exchange oafs. Well, you have, oh, yeah. you, you have you to do it like yeah. that, because otherwise, because you, you need to ensure 24-hour oaf coverage. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're so, like Sky yeah. News for oafs. Yeah, so Milo does the night shift. Yeah. Do you do oh, the early Ashley Bolton, perfect oaf. <laughs> <laughs> So I feel like before we get into that, we do need to actually like, figure out what an oath is, and we will get to that in a second. But there was one subject I did want to talk about with both of you mm. because it's a su- so I this to me my introduction to this character began I think uh, around about the new year um, when everyone was making New Year's resolutions. I was going through my Instagram Explore page and I see this guy who is eating like a massive amount of Chinese food. Just mm, yeah. a huge, and, huge like, amount. And it's not good Chinese. Right. It's like the really like <laughs> the really bad Chinese that you get in it's the like, suburban like, UK. Well, you remember remember that whole thing about like- He's a not me- eating a d- delicious Xi'an belt noodle. Well, remember that, that sort of thing that happened, I think it happened a couple of years ago where Americans were like, oh my God, is this what British Chinese food is like? They were getting really disgusted by like people mixing together all this sort of, Food and then putting like mm. the curry sauce on it and it was like you know that opens the discourse around that opens some of the discourse around like what is british chinese cuisine and so on or like british chinese takeaway cuisine this is not really the subject this is more of just a thing that i just remembered but the video was showed him just eating like an insane amount of this food and like from what i remember of the video and i'll, I'll cut it in if i can find it um, there's like this, there's like music playing in the background as he's pointing out everything. And he's going like, you know, the stuff like you know, chicken prawn, chicken prawn balls. Uh, or no, no prawn, prawn fried balls, chicken balls, Singapore fried noodles. Like this, like this they, they whole love a spherical food in the it's, suburban it's a, it's Chinese. It's a lot of it's a lot of spherical, very mm. beige food. Um, and he and then he ends it with like lebash, right? Bah, so we are bah. talking. So we are talking about Big John and like. I so he was doing a weight loss challenge at the beginning of January. He was doing a weight he loss challenge. He can't become regular sized and, John, or it won't have the same. And so his plan was like, yeah, he was going to have these cheat meals, um, and then during the week he would eat really like proper. And like when I was sort of following some of the stuff, like he was like, yeah, my my wife made me this like horrible looking sandwich, but I love it, so I'm going to eat it anyway. But I can't wait for my Chinese on Friday, Labosh. Um, and that was how I was introduced to Big John. Big John seems to have now just taken over football twitter it mm-hmm. has taken over a lot of football instagram it's taken over some of the discourse around like the current wars going on like i go through the comments sometimes and there was someone who wrote like war crimes bosh which i thought what, was excuse me war crimes war bosh. crimes bosh was yeah, what was something that i did read certainly a couple one of weeks way ago. of talking about the nazis that is, that is certainly one <laughs> way. so 
Please, can you like tell me like about your experience with Big John? Like, who is he? Like, some of the background lore behind Big John. Nineteen forties German Big John saying, "I'm good, Zagen, bash, you on." So, like, I suppose before we get into Big John, we should kind of maybe do a clarifying statement of what what is considered an oath. Okay. Mm. So this is interesting because I didn't know whether Big John classifies as an oath or not. So get, so our starting point is Big mm. John is an oath. Yes. Okay. So yeah. let's let's begin with that. Please, like, give me your framework of understanding what it is and what it means to be an oath. Uh, you've got to be at least medium stupid, mm-hmm. and you've got to be sort of like, um, well, there there are we we have assembled uh, harmless oaths on in, uh, today, or they're harmless as far as we know. Yes, um, there is also the harmless oath. We did discuss inc- the, harmful. Uh, so the harmful oath. Sorry, we did discuss including Tom Skinner harmful oath allegations about Tom Skinner, but still very much an oath. Um, so allegation oaths. For a different yes yeah <laughs> for a different yeah 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 episode. but there's there's a little bit of Tom Skinner Big John overlap because they're both fans of of nonsensical Bosch just saying the word Bosch at any time for any reason like went to a funeral today Bosch that would be a classic Tom Skinner tweet mm-hmm. well it's um, a meditative expectoration for them yeah. I think it's like yeah, an exaltation exactly. you know yeah. medieval exaltation of praise be to God exactly and even like even just like watching Big John ordering <clears throat> his Chinese takeaways <clears throat> and then pointing out the different elements mm. feels like how I imagine it might feel to do the rosary. I mean, like, Bosch mm. is kind yeah, of it like... It's sort of the kind of, rosary. Hip, kind of hypnotic, hypnotic, repetitive, mm. but... You do, mm. you do. You kind of go into a into a kind of meditative it's the, uh, trance. I like to call it the Essex Inshallah. Yeah, if you like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, and, and they do believe in transubstantiation. You know, when you eat the Chinese, it sort of becomes the spirit of the geezer within you. When you eat the prawn cracker, yeah, yeah. It's very complicated trying to get rid of the leftovers. As a result, mm-hmm. you have to have them deconsecrated before you can throw them in the bin. <laughs> deconsecrated. <laughs> so yeah, like there's. You have like generally like oaths are quite they're like medium stupid guys on particularly TikTok. Like it does have like you said Hussein some crossover like stuff like football Twitter, football Instagram, like very much the energy of someone who has like a twelve part football accumulator over the weekend. Right. Mm-hmm. Um and then you have like yeah, because that's kind of oaf science when they start getting into like how you can make loads of money out of football accumulators, yeah. and it's like, <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> Bookmakers know what they're doing. You've just been lucky. You're doing like the Oppenheimer scene where he's doing all the maths in his head. Okay, so like just for people who don't know, what is a football accumulator? So it's where you place a series of bets that are all dependent on the previous results happening. So it's like. You could put like a tenner on and end up with like 15 grand if you get like goals, corners, like red cards. You can bet on pretty much anything. So this is like a, just bet yeah. on the outcome of like four games in a row. So this but is you like have a, to get each yeah, one right. This is like an uncut gem. This is like the uncut gem. Yeah, it's, kind a, of it's what yeah. Americans would call a parlay bet. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you have your business oaths. So these are like guys who are like <laughs> Alan Sugar, <laughs> <laughs> the original business oath, but it's like. They're like pro- harmful, oaf, by yeah. the way. <laughs> <laughs> They're propagating like you know pyramid schemes, stuff like forex. You know, uh, mm. Conor McGregor is advertising day trading now. Yeah, so uh, like, imagine getting into investing because you like Conor McGregor. Like, so there's, there's going after the dumb money, and then there's having Conor McGregor advertise your day trading platform. <laughs> but yeah, you have like 
landlord elves who are like with the business elves doing like house flipping in the north of England. It's like, oh, I'm going to buy a house for like 60k, you know, fix it up, remortgage it, and right. then like buy four more houses. Mm. Right, okay. We're going to put up a, a black and white picture of Killian Murphy in Peaky Blinders <laughs> in the hallway. That's going to add a grand of value. Yeah. And then you have like <laughs> your media elves. And like all of these are not necessarily strict categories. There is some fluidity throughout it in mm. that like. Oafhood is a spectrum. Yes. Oafhood is a spectrum. And you have like a lot of elves are making music. They're, I want to see the first, you know, oaf with a major motion picture, you know. Yeah. When is, you know, Big John the movie going to come out? <laughs> Since the UK's cultural exports ended with Johnny English, we need more oafs. Yeah. So Johnny English is an oaf as well. Mr. Bean is an oaf. Yeah. No, I would know. I'd say that I'd say that Mr. Bean is a, is something darker than an oaf. Mm. There there's a darkness that there's is belied at the heart of yeah. Mr. Bean. And I'd say Mr. Bean is nonverbal autistic. <laughs> he's been he's untreated. He comes from a different era when you know you just got on with it. Austin Powers is an oaf. No, I, I think Austin Powers is much more sinister. He's knowing. It's weaponized stupidity. Okay, you know what? Let's put it well, Austin Powers <laughs> is like a Boris Johnson one. type figure. <laughs> we have missed out a really important category of oaves, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that is the sports oaf. Yes, exactly. Mm. Um, so. Paul Gascoigne. <laughs> Wayne Rooney. Wayne yeah. Rooney. Per- Wayne Rooney, very important oaf. Yeah. RIP the age before footballers had, you know, had social media managers. Like Wayne <laughs> Rooney, gold standard of Twitter. Yeah. Also, like, I guess Michael Owen, who's come up on the show a couple Michael of times. Michael Owen, definitely an oaf. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Has said some oafish things. Yeah. Uh, Pause this podcast right now and watch the Michael Owen Dubai tourism <laughs> advert for some premium oaf content. Who was, who was the footballer who said something about, like, my current, loving my current wife? <laughs> that, that's kind of an oafish Mashallah, thing. Mashallah, brother. That, that's, that's kind of like an oafish thing to say as well. Yeah, mm. so uh, like you have. James the, Milner. Yep. You have these kind Top of. Oaf. And yeah. like you also. Joey Barton. So you have all of these people kind Harmful. of like. Harmful oaf. Harmful oaf. <laughs> an oaf nonetheless. Harmful in the most literal physical sense. Like he will harm you. <laughs> like you have. Well, legally, we can't say that Joey Barton will harm you, but he has been convicted in the past. <laughs> <laughs> you have all of these like different kind of characteristics of oafishness and they do cross over but it's also I think important to say what's not an oaf Mm -hmm. is like someone like Boris Johnson specifically not an oaf has Mm -hmm. oafish qualities but is too knowing and Mm -hmm. being knowing is a huge disqualifier for Mm -hmm. being an oaf yeah that's why we excluded Rufus Rice from this he's a kind of young TikTok guy but because it's because it's a deliberate act like he's there are jokes in Rufus Rice videos there are no jokes in any of the videos we've sent you today these are people who are unintentionally funny (laughs) (laughs) so I suppose yeah to talk about like Big John like yeah his uh, son, Johnny, Johnny Fisher, is a professional boxer. He's actually really good. Like, he's surprisingly good for someone who has, like, a big social media presence. For in... someone who eats that much Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, it's bulking season. Um, But, like, in contrast to, like, a lot of influencers who've become, like, uh, competitive fighters in either MMA or boxing, like, he's a boxer first. And that's kind of where Big John kind of came from in terms of, like, his son's popularity as a sports person. Yeah. And then what you just had was the building of like a cult of personality around this like massive man ordering enough Chinese to feed an army. So Big John is that rare thing. He's a Nepo dad. 
Mm. You don't get yeah. many of those. He's yeah, like, like Martin Scorsese's he's like, yeah, parents. He's like, La- he's like Lana's dad. Yeah, yeah. Nepo dad. Yeah. yeah. When is mm. Big John going to come out with a smooth jazz album? That's what I want to know. That's a great question. Mm. But, mm. So I hope it's soon. What we've done is myself and Milo have curated a selection of uh, oaf evidence for the two of you to consider. A, t- a, taste- <laughs> a tasting menu. Yeah, and a moose-bouche of oafishness. Yeah, a flight of oafs. A flight of oafs. So, uh, Milo, how would you describe Big John? Because we've tried to nail this down in the past like few days. Big John is like I think he he represents the the uh, Essex geezer archetype. You know, he's he's from Romford, which is possibly the most true Essex geezer place you can be from. Um, <laughs> he eats Chinese every single day. Although, what's interesting is, and I think this is a this is an interesting doctrinal. This is kind of like amongst Essex geezers, this is the Shia and Sunni, Sunni divide. Really, it's like whether whether you are a a Chinese Essex geezer or an Indian Essex geezer. Oh, you okay. see, my family. Very much Indian geezers. We very rarely got a Chinese. My dad was of the opinion that the Chinese you can get in the suburbs is bad, and I think he is right about this. Indian food is of a more uniformly decent quality. Mm. Chinese a lot more. Like a good Chinese is good, but there's a lot of bad Chinese out there. And so I always find it interesting to look into, you know, the, the sort of across the divide into a, a Chinese geezer household. <laughs> yeah, there, it's like. Are there who- any other defining characteristics that you can sort of tell the difference? Because, like, so for example. Mm. I, and I have no data to back this up, but in my head, if you're a Chinese geezer, Manchester United. If you're oh, an Indian geezer, Spurs. What, do we know who Big John supports? Oh, he's a, he's a big Luton supporter. Okay, that's that's out of pocket. Yeah. <laughs> what, you've you've what? got to be an Indian geezer if you support Luton. Surely. <laughs> Surely. Surely. Yeah, the real dividing line on whether you're a Chinese or Indian geezer is whether you support Lord Mountbatten being blown up. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I would, I would big say John, big Lord, big Mountbatten head. <laughs> in, in Essex, in my experience, the like randomly supporting a team from the other side of the country isn't very common. People almost uniformly are Tottenham, Arsenal, occasionally Chelsea or West Ham. Um, Interesting. Occasionally applying to Chelsea, West Ham is quite common. Oh, I've, mm-hmm. I've definitely come across. United, United Essex fans. It, do, it does they're... happen, but it seems to be a, it's more of like a middle class thing United in my experience. Um, Surely. Well, I don't know. I feel like yeah, it's definitely the South. Don't get me wrong, but I feel as though you've got to like because it's often like people who come from like not particularly football families, so they're sort of like they go into it and then they pick at random. Okay. And if you're in Essex, there's some kind of like bloodline that you're forced to continue when it comes mm-hmm. to football. You do get the occasional outlier, but it's not it's not as common. I've encountered it much more in my adult life than I ever did as like a teenager. Okay, that's mm. that's that's interesting. I would mm. be I would be keen to see mm. some kind of a data point breakdown. Yeah. Well, also, I think as well, being the Essex expert, like, what is it about, you know, Essex and the varying other stratum of the home counties that creates these oaths like Big John? Yeah, well, it's, I think it's because, you know, um, Essex is a sort of, it's a geezer exclave, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it, they're like the Patagonia Welsh, but for Cockneys, <laughs> like they're sort of like they're preserving this kind of like co- Cockney geezer energy that has mm-hmm. been, that has kind of left London, mm-hmm. its traditional home in the vicinity of the <laughs> Bowbells. And so in a way, it's become like more entrenched and more, you know, it's, it's developed kind of like, uh, I guess, like tumorous outgrowth. Yeah. It also like, I mean, it also strikes me as it's, it seems like a bit of a suburban phenomenon as well, to the degree that like the, ge- the sort of the kind of lineage of geezers that have moved to the home counties did so because 
they could suddenly like a lot of them could suddenly afford to do that right and they didn't mm. want to live in like the east end or like where they were people like in parts of south london because it was kind of crap right which mm. is sort of the reason beyond the migrate like reason for that migration now it's still and crap then- but it's expensive <laughs> that's right that's correct um <laughs> Uh, but did they go to Essex? I got the impression they went to Bexley. Well, I mean, you know, at some point, at some point, there's this one road that really divides. Traditionally, the two, so. your South London geezers go go out to your Kents and so on, yeah. and, your nor- and your North and East London yeah. geezers yeah. go out to your Essexes and Bexley. It's, yeah, this I is, mean, this, yeah. Is a, this is a whole thing apparently. But Bexley, well, I, mean, I, I would I, say, I, is borderline I, Kent. As as a former as a former resident of the, as a former <laughs> yeah. resident of the London borough of Bexley, mm. um, yes, they do exist there. Um, we exist. Yeah, we, we there exist. Are many of us. <laughs> there are, there are, I am not one of them, but there, there are many of us. Nonetheless. I'm just imagining what um, the uh, the yeah. geezer pride flag is now. But it says like these are oh, like, these, these are like su- these are like suburban areas where like nothing really goes on, right? So it almost mm. feels like the geezerness of them, and you can see it sometimes in like the pubs and everything, where they almost buy into like the caricature of what the geezer, the like the, the East London geezer was like, mm. and so they're not really kind of maintaining a kind of tradition i mean i i don't know i guess to, i guess to a degree like everything you know it sort of sort of like reinvents but yeah they, they it does sort of feel like they are kind of playing caricatures bearing in mind that they live in these incredibly safe or like much more relatively safe like enclosures where they are like much more well off partly because they own property that has really gone up in value right well, like, like, big, like big john's house mm. from what i've seen is like a really nice house from like but like this, yeah, is, this is another classic thing about almost all of the oaths that we feature. They all like are they're very pecunious oaths. They've got a lot of cash on hand. You're never quite <laughs> sure where this cash has come from. In some of the cases, it has clearly come from criminal activity, <laughs> but not in Big John's case. But like that's the that's the thing that's like quite interesting about like where like a lot of these people we're going to talk about come from. Apart from like one person we picked out who does actually have a criminal history. Mm-hmm. Is like it is a bit like cosplay. Like the even in like Big John's um videos, there's like this kind of set soundtrack that they use and there's like narration over it in the same way as like a what's the guy's name? He was married to Madonna. Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. Like kind of like the a narration in a Guy Ritchie movie. And like it's oh it's Big John going to DJ at a nightclub, like club appearances at like shit, you know, yeah, local nightclubs. Big John set at Bergheim was crazy. <laughs> Big John live in the Panorama Bar. Yeah, they replaced the ice cream with Kung Pao prawns. So yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. I guess like a, a posting related question: How does Big John become so famous? Like, what like do you have any gauge on just like how he kind of went? Like yeah, just like how he sort of just showed up and how he's taken over. Well, like I think Big John out of all of them predates a lot of the other people on the list in that like he was kind of in those halcyon days of tiktok maybe like a year or two ago where like you could start with a very relatively small account and the algorithm would just like catch it and like blast it out Mm. to people i think and this is something that like we were talking about phoebe beforehand is that like the the overall thing with a lot of these people is there is a kind of overarching like appeal of them in terms of like they're a bit endearing and like mm. they don't seem like you know malicious people or whatever it's just kind of an endearing quality to them that they're like there's no real social message there's no political message they're just kind of characters that Other like be nice to the geezer at the chinese mm-hmm. yeah exactly and, he'll sort you out. and like i think the social messages get down to the blue orchid <laughs> what i think as well the thing with big john that like really helped him is that like his son will was running all of the social media so like it had a cohesive like visual style and editing and like kind of 
not to necessarily call it like a content strategy, but like something that was very consistent throughout it. And I think that sort of consistency and the fact they were like constantly making videos and like the videos are like incredibly like quotable and like just it really helped it spill over onto other social media. So like, mm. you know, being on TikTok then affected, you know, mm. football, Twitter and Instagram. And like, then you just have like the Bosch army and Bosch soldiers. Right. Yeah. Leaving Hamas and joining the Bosch army. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, the Bosch army, There's like... tunnels under Essex. That, that's Probably. It. That's right. Well, like, yeah, it was very much like this sort of Bane army under the tunnels mm-hmm. uh, where Big John is Bane. Yeah. Um, There's the Dartford tunnel, of course. <laughs> 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 the Bosch army hiding in the Dartford tunnel. Yeah, the Blue Orchid is uh, money laundering for the Bosch army. Oh, my God. Mm. Um... Oh god! Okay, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I think a lot of it is—it's just like relatability. I think when you—you you, yeah. you, you have to realize what a large percentage of people in this country are sort of Big John adjacent, right? Yeah. In terms of their their you know their tastes and aesthetics, and so like it's the kind of thing that does um, it does it does capture a large audience. You yeah, know? and it does have that kind of universal appeal, and that like you can see like Big John videos being shared on Facebook by your uncle. But yeah. also, like, your weird cousin who's, like, 20 grand in debt because of gambling and sharing it on Twitter with his accumulators. And it's, like, mm. it does have that kind of universal appeal to... He's a... I suppose he's a bit of an everyman. Mm. I, w- I would, uh... I would, uh, uh argue against the universal appeal. Really? Idea, because mm. a big and important thing, particularly with the with the oaths of TikTok, it's it's not the girls is it mm. yeah true mm. that's true they're not i mean i know that i know that jim skin who we will get to yes says that one of his interests is women that seems <laughs> yeah, yeah. that does seem inaccurate mm-hmm. i have yeah. i have to say i mean in terms of he's, like yeah he's not a gynecologist but he like, will take a look like, for yeah, like perhaps, reasons, perhaps yeah. as an abstraction mm. but um if any women kind of wander into the orbit of mm-hmm. the oaf, of the oafs of TikTok, mm. they are their side characters, their psychics. Yeah. No one's interested in them, mm. and I suspect that the audience isn't. Oh, really... it's a, it's like a hundred percent men. Like, yeah. So yeah. I think that if an audience is a hundred percent men, I think a bit of pushback on yeah. universally yeah, relatable. Yeah, no, no, that's that's completely fair. Like. I think I, a lot of TikTok is quite sort of gender segregated. You've got your kind of I don't know I don't know what the what the female talk equivalent of the oath would be because well, I don't because I don't get sent the videos well, by the algorithm. Well, 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 this is the thing. This is what I'm wondering: is there is there a female oath? Because I'm because I think that it's harder to have a harmless female oath because I reckon you could put um, Molly May mm-hmm. into the oath category. Yeah, but. Mm. Molly May and like, but, uh, I've Tom- got, but I've got some criticisms there. Tommy Fury is an oaf. <laughs> yeah, Tommy yeah, Fury yeah, yeah, yeah. is a Molly is May a cut and, and Tommy oaf. Fury are an oaf, an oaf couple. Pa- oaf power couple, really. There should be a showdown between Molly May and that American TikTok guy who says he has he has twenty one days a week because he has <laughs> yeah. he, fits, he fits three days into a day, and then they can argue <laughs> about who has more hours <laughs> than who in a week. Well, I think the thing with like the the female equivalent and not to be you know gender centrist about that about this it's just that like generally like tiktok it curates everything to your like viewing habits so like pretty much my entire tiktok is now oafs oh you know who is a female oaf who? harmless female oaf i've forgotten her name mm-hmm. that 
that Northern Irish girl who makes the impossibly strong drinks. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love her. She is a fucking delight. Oh, um, I'm going to remember her name. I'm going to be Danielle Walsh. Danielle Walsh <laughs> is the female. But I think the thing with... So, like, in, like, the way I can categorize a lot of these videos is, like, you know, personally, me, I love going to the pub, sitting at the bar, and, like, just chatting to random people. Mm-hmm. And, like, these videos are, like, the type of thing that the guy beside you, like, that you're chatting to is scrolling Instagram, sees it, and sort oh, here, look at this, this is really funny. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, I think with the equivalent content for women, it's much it's much more about like the relatability of like everyday life. Whereas I feel like the male oaths, it's like much more like curated and performative. Whereas like, mm-hmm. I think the, like the rela- quote unquote relatable content that serves women is much more like authentic in as authentic, you know, a TikTok can be. See, again, I really don't, I really, really don't think that that's the, yeah, no. that's the case. I think it's more that, um, that, women and particularly and particularly women who are deemed to be uh deemed to be coded coded working class whether they actually are economically mm. or relationally um are not permitted to be charming oh yeah 100 percent. um and uh receive so much oh yeah so much criticism so much sort of criticism vitriol that's sort of not it's not worth mm-hmm. it's not worth making you Making your bucks as a female. Well, I, like, that's you, lovely. I'm going to be drinking that all night. That is a terrible <laughs> how is she, accent. How is she not dead? It's the way she just houses she it just through a straw. Absolutely, she just absolutely houses it, and she doesn't mm. even like flinch mm-hmm. and when it's like she's WKD doing it. WKD mixed with lighter fluid mm. with some Tropicana in it or whatever. <laughs> well, some like, people just just built differently. Yeah, but like on your point, Phoebe, as well, like someone whose like entire brand is built off like relatability and being normal. Someone like Emma Chamberlain is like ridiculed, like relentlessly for for like all of her content and you're right it is like you know women are not permitted to be kind of oafish in the same way as men are Mm. getting down Mm. to the real issues here down to the real brass tacks that's right there's an inequality in the oaf um domain there certainly is but i think that with i think that with big john is that you've got two very very powerful uh, modes of virality there. We've mm-hmm. got a catchphrase. Mm-hmm. People love a catchphrase. Yep. Even people who pretend do. they don't love a catchphrase mm. love a catch catchphrase. Catchphrase bosh. That's, <laughs> catch that's how David Dickinson got as far as he did. Well, exactly. I mean, mm-hmm. like, let's face it. Uh, some of like some of the some of the worst people in history. You got you got to hand it to them on the catchphrase front. Mm. Um, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and second, it's ordinary people having. Um, having a kind of patronizingly adorable family member. Yeah. Mm. It's it's what's behind my dad wrote a porno. It's yeah, what's yeah, behind yeah. like fa- uh, like pets that are famous mm. on Instagram. It's it's like mm. oh look at look at my dad. You are charmed by him, but it's in mm. quite a patronizing way. Also, I will say as well like as kind of a suppose last point on Big John. Part of his virality is that like he's so visually distinctive because he is fucking massive. Like he he is like of like a huge dude who like mm. f- literally fills up the whole screen and like has a kind of presence on camera one as of, well. Yeah, one of my favorite he does have a presence. One of my favorite mm. details that Milo told me was that how he always needs to wear a bib. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's always got like a, a big a big napkin tucked into his collar when he's eating a Chinese. But also there are always Chinese stains on his shirt, so the the, the napkin never really does its job. Yeah. 
And well, that is pure oaf energy. Well, this yeah. was after he went on a trip to Italy and he met this. He met his Italian counterpart. He's called Big Gianni. <laughs> who always has a bit yeah, yeah, to yeah. eat pasta. And, uh, Grande Giovanni. <laughs> so and just, uh, I think maybe we should move on to the mm. next selection. Me and Milo's yes, absolute favorite. Sure. The curation of oafs of our oafropologists. Please do, yeah. continue. Do you want to start? Do you want to introduce them to Jim Skin? <laughs> well, Tom introduced me to Jim Skin, and I've not known peace since. <laughs> Jim Skin is a kind of uh, TikTok influencer from Essex who um, he has all the perfect uh, like. If if Big John is like old school Essex geezer, um, sort of Jim Skin is like the new school kind of like metrosexual Towie Essex geezer. I mm. want to bring the word metrosexual back. I really think it has explanatory power. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's got the brill creamed quiff he's wearing like very expensive pastel colored tracksuits with yep. like the top tucked into the bottoms <laughs> like he uh he's probably on a lot of anabolic steroids he's, we we've discussed this at length yeah he spends a lot of time at the gym um and he now what's interesting about him is he is sort of um when when he just t- talks as himself he is fascinating as a, as a specimen but he is also like quite charmless like most of his <laughs> videos that like go viral or whatever is like he just does those like tic tac tic tac formats where there's like a sound or whatever that everyone's using and he'll sometimes do the same one like 50 times yeah um like there's there's one where it's like it's some like uk rap tune where it's like what where, you're you're, like, where what, you're from what you're into yeah. where'd you come from and what's your insta, insta. <laughs> and he just does that and it's like you know uh, it just says like his instagram essex and then originally it was women slash gym and then he <laughs> dropped the gym yeah now he's just into women so like yeah People like we're telling him being into the gym big gay there are blokes there you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, well like yeah be careful gym skin is like a perfect example of like an oaf who has kind of like understands how social media works yeah. and like he'll occasionally try and make you know like little skits and stuff where he'll use sounds but like the patter is really shite um but like it's just like the combination of how he looks because he looks like you know a giga chad with filler so he has this like weirdly oh he's had surgery performed on him by a turkish man who used to be a lifeguard for sure like (laughs) yeah um and like he is kind of the example of like someone trying to parlay their oafishness into a kind of music career slash media career because like part of the appeal of him is like one he looks kind of strange like he has like loads of like tattoos he's like massive he looks like a lot of guys you'll see in like any gym but now he's tried to parlay it into starting a tiktok agency yeah and it is a pyramid scheme i think oh, no, no, it's, it's 100% a pyramid scheme because he, ne- yeah. he never he never makes clear what the tiktok agency is Mm-hmm. whether he will be representing you to make TikToks or whether he whether he's setting you up so that you can represent other people. I don't okay, here is my suggestion. I don't think he knows what an agency is. Mm. He just thinks that sounds like a kind of a business mm. word because I think that he doesn't know what a lot of words mm-hmm. mean. He don't yeah. he definitely doesn't know what the word income means mm-hmm. because he mm. always says financial income in order to differentiate it with the different other types of getting income. paid in income. beans yeah, yeah. Lot of women income for Love. example <laughs> getting paid um, in shish yeah good energy so on and so forth yeah um just on his pastel tracksuits really quickly mm-hmm. men in matching pastel tracksuits look like they're wearing pajamas yeah he just mm. looks like he just looks like he's 
ready for a cozy, Not gonna lie, though. cozy yeah. night. Brent was the <laughs> sleepiest boy. He's so sleepy. <laughs> he, he like he does look kind of cunt in them, though. I'm not gonna lie. He serves. He yeah. serves. Yeah, yeah, like, it's giving. Like, like, like I'm cunty. not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So I've got. Yeah, my, he also yeah, doesn't no. have nipples. Yeah, and like, and I know that this is like. Look, Wait, have we verified this? We've not verified this, but I had a good look. Okay, I had a good look, and he's wearing a very, very thin white t-shirt mm. oh, yeah he wears a lot of the like the bodycon muscle tees yeah. very very mm. tight and there's not even like there's not even like a kind of a dimple yeah in that t-shirt so either he doesn't have nipples mm-hmm. which yep. suggests either replicant yeah mm-hmm. um or some kind of condition mm. or he's wearing compression underneath it Oh yeah, wear sports bra. That's mm-hmm. another possibility. Yeah. That 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 crams them right mm-hmm. down. Or he wears one of those foam torsos like in Arrested Development. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it, could, yeah. it could be that he looks you know, a bit like he's wearing a foam torso. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it could be that you know he's on so much anabolic steroids that he's gotten gyno, the, the, and now he just, he just has he just like has no nipples. No, no, no. As uh, <laughs> he has to like you know bind them down because he's on so much anabolic steroids, he oh, now has breast tissue. Okay, mm. okay, that's which is a possi- thing that, that happens. Me and Milo had a like a twenty-minute conversation of me breaking down what gear I think he's on. Okay, well, if anyone mm. has any um, intelligence on on Jim Skin's nipples or lack thereof mm-hmm. um we're not here to body shame i'm mm-hmm. just interested yeah yeah we're here to body comment we're here to bo- yeah shame. we're here yeah. to uh body speculate. to body observe <laughs> yeah um i can't believe you didn't mention his little bag oh yeah, yeah. so like <laughs> perfect I, essex man accessory it's yeah. so small yeah it's such a small bag because it's not meant to be a small bag yeah. it's a record bag mm-hmm. it looks a lot like what i used to take to school with me mm-hmm. yeah but he has it just like kind of just with him, just all the time. It's like it's his comfort object. Dan yeah. Middleton used to have a good bit about how to spot a drug dealer at a music festival, and he was like, "Oh, they've always got one of those little bags, haven't they? You know, pretty very small bag." And you're like, "Oh yeah, don't reckon there's room for a book in there, is there? I reckon that's uh, bad enough room for fifty grams of cocaine and a knife." <laughs> but this is the thing: it is big enough for a book. It's just mm. because he is so he has enlarged himself, so mm. he is no longer able to. Uh, correctly, correctly tell size differences and mm-hmm. other things. He has like he's ruined his own spatial reasoning yeah. by <laughs> becoming so large. So he sees this bag, this normal size bag, and thinks this is a normal size bag. But mm. around his gigantic <laughs> chest, it looks like a tiny, tiny, tiny bag for children. Mm. And the- he kind of clutches it. Yeah, like. Like, like he doesn't thing, want to let it go. The thing no. I, with Jim Skin and like the type of guy he is is like kind of like very big crossover with the audience for Big John. Like he is, he looks like he's the type of guy to be sharing Big John reels on his Instagram. Yeah. Like very much like a type of guy you observe like all over Europe is like jacked, wears cohort tracksuits, and like has at least BMW that he's at least two payments behind on. Yeah. The the video for me with Jim Skin is the one where he is um he's promoting his TikTok agency and then he walks into a kebab shop while he's still monologuing at the camera <laughs> and then sits down and begins seamlessly eating a chicken shish rice plate and then just <laughs> and then just shouts out like Cheers, Mohammed. <laughs> <laughs> Which implies that he's got into the kebab shop. He's teed the kebab shop guy up about this whole thing. He's like, I'm going to be talking. Because he also does like cop speak. Mm. He does that weird thing where, because 
was like the videos where he's like giving out the cash from the cash point. And he's like, look, if you can find me at the location, I'm walking to the location right now. Keep an eye out. Some of the sites you're seeing. I'm in Romford. If you know Romford, you'll be seeing some of the sites around the location <laughs> as I walk down now. Okay, I'm now sat at the location. I'm going to go get myself a coffee, sit down, drink my coffee at this location here. The first <laughs> one of you that makes it to the location, 50 pounds for you. It's that weird kind of yeah, like yeah, stilted... Yeah. It may, it does make it sound like a trap, yeah, doesn't it? It's just 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 fifty pounds. He's got to consume yeah. your soul. He's got a pit full of punji steaks in front of him. Three pounds. Uh, and the guy who got the fifty quid was like really excited, but he was yeah. mostly excited to meet Jim Skin. Yeah, I mean, like Jim Skin, come on, any of the pods. Well, I want to meet this man. Yeah, yeah, like very much like seems. I'd like to get him on the Seinfeld pod. <laughs> I'd be interested to hear some of his. Some of his feedback. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that, Kramer. Yeah. <laughs> now he thinks like a businessman. I've worked with him. Yeah. And like, I, I think I'll establish a partnership with him. Hussein, do you have any questions before I move I mean, on? But quite, like, I, I guess, I guess it goes back to like when you're too knowing to be an oaf, and I'm sort of wondering mm. with him whether he is, or whether it's the case that like he's an oaf but has sort of stumbled in how to be successful as one yeah I, and that might be like an age like yeah. savant you know because it's kind of like yeah the, the tiktok agency thing is absolutely something that he's heard but it's also like okay you're clearly on the trajectory of knowing what you are on the platform you're not trying to be anyone else like mm -hmm. with big john it kind of feels like this is almost he sort of gained his accidental virality um that he's now kind of like fully sort of invested in is learning mm -hmm. more about it but you know because this guy kind of exists in that sort of like you know because i think i think the whole like TikTok gym space is really interesting yeah, just yeah, in yeah. terms of the ways that kind of like personal trainers have had to sort of pivot or like have pivoted into sort of being like pseudo life coaches, you know, other types of influencer as a way of kind of, you know, mm. diversifying your living. It feels like he's gone down that trajectory, but mm. the real question is, does he actually know that he's done Well, that? like the interesting thing is that despite being called gym skin, there's a shocking lack of yeah. gym content on his page. Yeah, but he sells like merchandise, right? Yeah, so he sells like, you know, the kind of athleisure apparel that yeah, is like well, popular. Well, I think that makes sense to the degree that like, I think there are lots of kind of people who started out as personal trainers who have now realized that, oh, actually the lifestyle stuff is more important. Mm -hmm. And so you project the idea of going to the gym, which for him is like, you know, wearing athleisure and like, mm -hmm. you know, but it's very much just like, you know, this is just, you know, the gym thing isn't really why you come to watch gym skin. Yeah, yeah. Um, you mm. know, it is very much about kind of the like come for the socio-cultural commentary exactly mm -hmm. uh he, you're, he's there to entertain uh, entertain uh, uh like anthropologists uh to come on to come on uh, shows like this um yeah i guess i guess the question really is is like at what point do you like at what point are you knowing but at what point is it the case that you just sort of walk into your own success well, like, possibly because of your oafishness well i think this is actually like a perfect transition point between jim skin and the next guy is that like I think, yeah, Jim Skin really, like, stumbled into it, not necessarily, like, having... Because, like, he, he's been putting out videos for the past two years, and you can look back at, like, his earliest videos, and there's that kind of seed of what he would eventually become, but it's, like... It, <laughs> Proto-Jim Skin. <laughs> yes, where, where he came out of the primordial ooze of Jim Skins. Um, but it's, like, he's also not necessarily unique in the fact that, like, there's so many people doing this and like you do have that mix of like gym lifestyle and like a little bit of comedy. Jim Skin makes music as well, which is very entertaining. Um, 
He's also branching out into um, into social justice causes. He, yep. uh, he made a special uh, recording that you can play if you feel unsafe in a cab. Yep. Uh, which is him saying, mm. "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll uh, I'll follow you. I'll uh, I'll follow you, and I'll be waiting outside. Yeah, I'll yeah. Be yeah. Waiting outside in my car. Now, at no point in this video, which you know, I you know, as mm. as 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 a, as, a, as a female. Uh, viewer of Jim Skin, this is something that I appreciate. You know, mm -hmm. he's uh, thinking about yeah. the ladies. He cares about the ladies. Thinking, well, they're one of his interests. Thinking yeah. about the yeah, it's no longer an abstraction. They have yeah. uh, they have stepped out of the abstracted mm. realm into the into the real world. They're no longer co-placed with the gym. They are now his prime interest. Yeah, mm. um, which is which you know, you always appreciate being granted corporealism, um, but he at no point says what the difference is between playing this little this weird little recording yeah and just ringing someone, someone yeah who actually yeah. will mm -hmm. be what, following also, the following your journey and actually might be coming to meet you mm -hmm. more importantly this tiktok would only work if you had it on speakerphone which is lunatic behavior yeah uh, yeah no, no no but this will be somebody raised on the apprentice this will be what he'll have watched as a small child he thinks that it's completely normal mm -hmm. to so I'm going to say, like you that. know, that I, you know, this is this is obviously a well a well known thing, you know, that uh, w women might call someone or whatever to feel to feel a bit safer in in those kind of situations. But unfortunately, if you're speak, if you've got your phone on speaker in the back of a cab, you are then, regardless of your gender, a legal kill. Um, <laughs> I don't make these rules. But the interest, this is kind of like the perfect point to talk to talk about the next person, which is Lewis Saunderson, thirty eight, who like. <laughs> Like, the thing is, is so, you, talking about oaths, we have to eventually get to, like, mental health. Because, like, this is, like, mm. a yeah. big thing. Because oaths do have mental health. Yes, oaths have they mental do. health, too. Yeah. And, like, Lewis Saunderson <laughs> creates these insane, quote-unquote, awareness videos about <laughs> mental health. He's got to be the most well-known oaf on the list. Yeah, if, like, if you don't know the name, you will have seen the videos. Yeah, like, he, is, he has, like, 1.2 million followers. Like... The thing is, is that, like, there's no oafishness in terms of, like, like, the construction of the videos, he is explicitly stating that he is an actor, and these are, like, you know, scripted scenes that he is creating for the purpose of, like, raising awareness, mm. but they, like, range from... I love the idea of someone watching it and being like, no, oh, this is fucked up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, once again, this is, like, grey crossover into your uncle or your aunt's Facebook page. Like, this type of stuff is, like, you know, it, it's real targeted towards like people who will like share fake content on other social media and be like, Terrible, "This is paddling pulse, so yeah. dangerous." Speaking of which, like his most famous video is like a raising awareness video about during the summer, during like when it was really hot, of like kids drowning in paddling pools, and is like all his videos have this extremely intense energy of like overacting he's like screaming into the camera his like eyes are like bloodshot there's like snot coming out of his yeah, nose he sees that his kids drowned in the paddling pool but it's like one of those like really over the top paddling pools with like an inflatable slide and you know it's kind of like a long thin paddling pool <laughs> and he still rather than running around the paddling pool <laughs> yeah, in which would be quicker he sort of climbs through it, yeah. while <laughs> weeping all of the obstacles <laughs> in a kind of deranged way yeah it's a kind of glamour paddling pool yeah I've never seen a paddling pool that, yeah, that yeah. fancy I'll tell you. And like mm. he's kind of how the other half lived. That's like yeah, TikTok well, exactly. money in but action. This, but this but this but this is the point, isn't it? Is that the is that the oath is a socioeconomic category. Mm -hmm. Um mm. and the science of class relation 
does fall down when attempting to describe the oath because mm-hmm. these are because as we've pointed out these are not poor people like are not under no. any not well, some of them any. make up to 51 ice cream cones a week or however it is you get money on tiktok <laughs> well, for, yeah for, for example mm-hmm. um and there's not really any kind of sense of uh of kind of class interest mm-hmm. solidarity pride or even kind of awareness but they're definitely not middle class. There is such a thing as a middle class oaf, mm-hmm. Richard Madeley. Mm-hmm. Oh, big time. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. There, King of the middle class oaf. There's the posh oafs, which is Oggy. And there Oggy. are posh oafs, like yeah. Oggy. Well, we'll get into Oggy. Um, uh, yeah, there are posh oafs like Oggy. Um, Tom Parker Bowles, mm-hmm. posh oaf. Um, yep. You're one who is married to Big Sue's from Peep Show. What's his name? Uh, the, a- a- the actor or the character? The actor, he's a minor royal, but I can't remember his name. I don't know. Like I don't know. Prince Freddy or something. Who's yeah, like, he's, like two, he's like two hundred seventy fifth. Yeah, and like, he's, a, he's 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 an oaf. Yeah, and like the, the general like oafishness, like aside from like even in the like weird business schemes, there's never a kind of enough forethought for it to be like kind of evil. Like their their class interests don't really exist, and that's why like. Lewis Anderson's interesting because he's the perfect representation of like the empty kind of quote unquote raising awareness around mental health. Like mm. his mm. videos don't aren't really raising any awareness about anything. Well, because the scenarios he comes up with are like so baroque. Yeah. Like they're so hyper specific. Like the whole point of a raising awareness around mental health would be like, this is a thing which loads and loads of people go through every day. Whereas with mm-hmm. him, it's always like, okay, imagine this. You've just come back from a tour of Afghanistan. Your car's broken down. And what's in your car? But your wife sucking off your best mate. And you're just yeah. like, what? Has this ever happened to you? Has yeah. it? Has it? This seems like a specific <laughs> thing that's happened to you this directly. To my, yeah, yeah, this happened to my buddy steve mm. uh it, it happens every day to people yeah and like the thing is that like they're like lewis anderson's videos are like so experiential in terms of like the viewing of them that they have like no appeal in reality and it's that kind of like empty raising awareness around mental health that doesn't really have any substance to it that's why like his videos are about the viewing of them and not actually like any interaction with them that's where the interaction ends is just viewing them and the entertainment thing is like that they are so insane like the video of like oh a soldier just came back from afghanistan and like found out that his wife is sleeping with his brother and like it has like in the taliban who and it has like (laughs) it has like content warnings and everything at the start and it's just like insane like screaming he's rubbing paprika in his eyes to make them well up yeah mm. to get the hungarians smacking his own yeah his own head as well what i think is interesting about about his videos about that he's raising awareness mm-hmm. is that it does seem to be enough to just say well i'm raising awareness aren't yeah I? Mm. i'm raising awareness of me mm-hmm. yeah yeah me and, like, my, me, me, me and my video making yeah i'm like the like it kind of engages with that broader conversation of like there's there's a lot of talk around like men's mental health and it's like what does it mean to actually substantially or substantively engage in issues around men's mental health is like you know you have like Gary Lineker or Rio Ferdinand you know or like Prince Harry saying like oh you need to check in on your blokes but like what does it actually mean to check in on your blokes and I think Lewis Saunderson has like 
circumnavigated that by creating these scenarios that has <laughs> here like, is an example of something that you may need to check in on your bloats over yeah for yeah, example yeah, yeah. call them what? up and ask them if their girlfriend slash wife has sucked anyone off in their car that's broken down on the motorway what? Yeah. while they're coming back from, while Afghanistan. They're coming back from Afghanistan what if they took their eye off their child for a second and they drowned in the paddling pool yeah. this is a good example of something mm. that might cause depression I know all the kids they're not allowed in my paddling pool yeah. and I think as... <laughs> that's my paddling pool yeah. that's mostly which I, what I'm pissed I, off about which I bought with my TikTok proceeds. Mm-hmm. That's all right. And I think as well, like it, it's the kind of perfectly pinpoints the problem that a lot of conversation about mental health ha- that happens online is like his videos are about the immediate effect of like something happening, like you know, walking <laughs> yeah. in on your wife sucking off your best mate yeah, in your that makes broken you feel pretty bad, doesn't it? <laughs> but like the more kind of deeper conversation about like mental health in anyone is like. How do you deal with like ongoing issues or also after the fact as well? Mm. Okay, here's another question. Well, because neither yeah. of that, neither of the scenarios that he comes up with are, None are of ongoing <laughs> issues per se. Yeah, the, the, I'm, I'm sorry, he said I interrupted oh, well, you just, just because a, I just wanted yeah. to stay on. I just wanted to stay on just this one particular thing. Yeah, go and one of the videos that you sent was him finding out that his that his wife had yeah, had yeah, sex yeah. with his brother while he was. While he was on tour, he's got he's still got his soldier Fatigue costume on. on yeah, yet. yeah. Um, he hasn't got changed since he's since he's returned. Well, that's that's the state of the British Army now. They have to get all of their uh, soldier costumes from like the Halloween store. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, it's awful. They've run out of uniforms. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, thanks, Obama. And he uh, <laughs> and he has a little he has a little tantrum mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. this. He's not happy at all. He strongly suggests that he has killed his brother, mm-hmm. um, and he also strongly suggest that he is um willing to confess to some war crimes committed while in afghanistan he says grace do you know what these hands have have done done?" which Mm. is which is sort of edging into edging into darkness and he starts kind of wanked in a lot of pauses dribbling and it's Mm -hmm. like and he's like okay I watched this in quite a lot of detail. Mm-hmm. It's all it's mm-hmm. almost kind of like surrealist it, it, performance yeah, art. It is. Like that yeah, that's that's what I'd call it because his like because when he starts like kind of drooling, mm-hmm. it's not saliva, it's not clear. It's yeah. this kind of foamy. opaque foamy substance. So that makes me think that like he's that got rabies. Either he, either he's got rabies, mm-hmm. possibility, that's possibility one, or he's using that substance that they use that's supposed to be spit in porn <laughs> to like make what to make the spit look more kind of like yeah, yeah, viscous yeah, yeah, yeah. and 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 visceral and he didn't kill his brother he sucked him off <laughs> yeah, well, as revenge well potentially but another thing that I couldn't stop looking at is it's in a it, this this video takes place in a very very clean kitchen. Mm-hmm. It's very very tidy. There's no, like it's been like it's been spotlessly kind of show home clean. His his wife may be a cheater, but she's but not she, slovenly. But she is no slouch when it yeah. comes to looking after that house. Godfrey Bloom would approve. Um, He's just breaking into show houses to record his TikToks. <laughs> but again, the agent shows. I was like, not you again. Is <laughs> <laughs> chasing him off with a broom. I told you about this. all over the grey sofa. Like, like the Fontaine brothers being like I could charge a grand for this he's creating like a meta narrative with a video saying like when you're trying to record your mental health awareness TikTok (laughs) and the agent shows up being chased out by the Foxton's guy but everything is like everything is immaculate there's a kind of sort of Mm. spotless kettle it's like it's never been used but just behind him there is one single box of 
the Aldi own brand Jordan's Country Crisp cereal. And for the entire two minutes of this video, I was just sitting there watching, watching going, is that meant to be there? Is that part of it? Is this is this supposed to be? It's like is this semiotically meaningful? That soldiers' wages then extend to the Aldi yeah, own well, brand exactly. cereal. You can't so. get Jordans. It's like can't afford it. It's like watching you know a Marina Abramovich performance. It's like you're watching <laughs> like yeah. trying to gain meaning from like the background elements. Yeah. You know, Marina Abramovich. Yeah, it's there called Harvest Morn Crisp cereal. <laughs> if you want to, uh, mm. yeah. who said what? We're gonna ask Morn. <laughs> I had a question about whether like whether there's a meaningful whether there's a relationship between uh, an oaf and a himbo. I see. I think the, I think there's no huge play for popularity in a himbo. I feel like this is where we're separating medium intelligence to like, you know, like a himbo is just, it's purely unintentional. Whereas like an oaf, there is like some craft to it. We, we have oaf thespians, (laughs) you know, getting sh- sent to like the Shakespeare school it's like Danny Dyer being a classically yeah. trained actor he's classically trained oaf yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I think yeah Danny Dyer's not an oaf Danny Dyer's far too smart oafish like oafish qualities to, and, and they, they can be like like, cause like Jim Skin is kind of like an oaf and a himbo yeah but you ah, need to be like I, Lewis Sorderson is an ugly man but he's still an oaf yeah. I, see I disagree I think that himbos have to be nice yeah, I think that's their defining quality, and mm-hmm. Jimskin doesn't strike me as mm-hmm. especially nice. But then mm-hmm. I suppose we should move on to our the, the, last, yeah, the last the, the dessert of the four four course meal we've prepared for you of Jordan McCann. Oh, yeah. Milo's been sitting here oh, waiting. We've got, we've got to talk about Jordan McCann. <laughs> I, I, I've killed 50,000 50, people, you know, and that was just a Wednesday. <laughs> so do you want to take it away Milo Jordan McCann this is a uh, he he went viral on like on like normal social media a few weeks ago yeah. because he was he is like a rapper from Salford who used to be in prison and um and now before before you get any thoughts I cannot stress how white this man is yes um yeah he's he's practically a reflective surface that's we were, how white we this were man talk- is we were sitting upstairs talking about him and I said in another universe, he perfectly looks like a fishmonger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could really see him in the pork pie hat on the Morrison's fish counter. <laughs> like he has that, he has that energy. Yeah, because he was being interviewed on this podcast, which again is one of the, there are so many like quote unquote podcasts on TikTok where you can't imagine the actual whole podcast existing. Mm-hmm. Also, like a lot of them are not podcasts. A lot of them are just yeah. like videos that they make. Yeah, a lot a podcasts. lot of them are which I think which is so interesting from a kind of from a kind of sort of cultural criticism point of view that there is this entire subgenre of mini videos to advertise a podcast that doesn't mm-hmm. exist so we have the signifier mm. but we have no signified yeah, yeah. It, it, we're, we're invoking <laughs> baudrillard we, it's, it's a simulacra it, it, this is so this is so baudrillard I, I know i'm not meant to bring up <laughs> baudrillard i've been banned from bringing up baudrillard on this show but you Mm. You can't, you can't get, you can't get away, you can't get away from it. Yeah, and it's yeah. and it's so interesting that these like mini pretend podcast clips are adverts, mm-hmm. but they're adverts for something else. So when you see, um, when you see uh, a young woman on them, it's quite often an advert for her OnlyFans, yeah, OnlyFans, mm-hmm. um, and for Jordan McCann, it's an advert for Jordan McCann. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, the, this this clip that went viral was of him on this thing entity. called 
I think rap cast. Yeah, but yeah, it's like yeah. one of these podcasts where they're just using like a fucking a Behringer mic in a tabletop stand, like, in, <laughs> and he's just like sat in front of like one of those seventies British radiators. Like, <laughs> like, he honestly looks like he's being interviewed in like you know the the deputy head of years office at your school. <laughs> um, like, it looks de- like he's just been freed from that radiator. Think, is what it yeah, looks like. Yeah, yeah. I think that'd be like this is a side point. I think that'd be fun, like an idea of a podcast where a head where a head teacher like forces a student to like. Uh, in come into their office and like immediately there's like a podcast mic in front of them. Yeah. I think that'd be a very funny that'd be a very funny podcast idea if anyone wants like, to listen, this that. is the future. This is how you're gonna make money. You've got to get used to it. Well yeah, like once again, like I think that particular video or well the one we're gonna talk about is that like like so many TikToks that go viral on other social media, it's dependent not just on the content, but it's also like the visual element of it. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. this like it's sparse room that looks like it's some in a HMP yeah. is like, and it's him sitting there yeah. in like a white G star raw shirt. One of the worst shirts I've ever seen. Yeah. Such a bad, like such a fucking TK max on a Wednesday afternoon. Yeah. Shirt. Yeah. yeah. It's been filmed in a CIA black site. Yeah. Well, I think, <laughs> I think that's like a really interesting point. Like the whole, even going back to the sort of like fake podcast, like going viral on TikTok and everything, because like, I do think the sort of appeal of those things sort of come, and this is sort of a half-baked thought, but I feel like there is, it, it sort of suggests in terms of where and how people are consuming social media that there is like these new sort of, I don't, actually, I don't, I don't, I don't really know where I'm going with this. All, 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 I was, all I was trying to get to was the idea that, well, these characters can suddenly like mm. form. And whereas I think it, on like a purely visual medium, like, you know, certain oaths probably wouldn't be able to crack it. Yeah. Um, mm. well, and, like, and, and, and they also wouldn't be able to crack it on like a purely audio medium. And so these things, so it's almost like the convergence of these two mm. and also just the appetite for short TikTok podcast segments from podcasts that may or may not exist. Like that's where these characters kind of emerge because really what you're doing is like just trying to get this person to pr- like to perform a single act of oafishness, right? Mm. Rather than sort of like a body of work, which implies, mm. you know, because Big John has a body of work, yeah. right? A lot yeah. of these hosts oh, yeah. have a body of work, yeah. but like, I feel like with some of like Jordan McCann, that may not necessarily, I mean, I don't know, because you've probably watched more videos mm. than I do, but it feels like when you're just sort of recalling stuff on podcasts, like, yeah, you're kind of just doing the, the sort of single performative element. Of it. Well, like there's two things. One is that like Jordan McCann is different from the rest of them in that he went viral not out of his own effort like this was like this is part of the economy on tiktok where it's like accounts in order to get uh, ad revenue and view revenue will like take clips from other places they'll put like subway surfers underneath it or whatever and they'll just create an account yeah. and put all these like clips up so it's like pulling from podcasts, like the the thing with movies is obviously like a big thing that people have talked about quite a lot, mm. but it's like taking all this stuff out of context as well. Cause like most of the time when like it's an actual podcast running a TikTok account, they will take a particularly interesting segment and like split it into five parts in order to get people to watch more videos to make more money. Yeah. But what these other accounts are doing is then taking that content and like, putting a, another video underneath it and like taking it completely out of context like cutting it as much as possible so it's like mm. rather than five parts it's like 20 parts and they're all like 30 seconds long but yeah Jordan McCann's different because like he didn't go viral because of like him clipping the videos 
or the podcast clipping the videos. It's like an ecosystem completely onto its own. Mm. But like, yeah, like he's just like the pure embodiment of the TikTok oaf in that like the, the video that we love is like him talking about, you know, like he's a disciple of Christ and saying like, what, what is the exact I'm line? A, I'm a martyr for Jesus. And, and it's yeah, like, yeah, you're, he said, you're alive. He said he's ready to die. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, there's a there's the, the, the first video that he went viral for like, outside of TikTok. And I think this is the thing where like, I think TikTok stuff that goes viral outside of TikTok is always insane because I think people who aren't on TikTok, what you want is to have your prejudices about TikTok <laughs> confirmed, which is that everyone on there is mental, which is broadly true. Yeah. Um, and so, like, there's a different kind of energy to it. And the thing that went viral was him talking about the Bible. And he's going, ask me anything about the Bible. You know, ask me anything right now. I'd, I'd genuinely like you to do that. And then the guy kind of doesn't really want to ask him about it, but so just sent throws him the most softball question, which is, what's your favorite verse in the Bible? And he goes, my favorite verse in the Bible is if you stop at every dog that barks, you'll never reach your destination, which is a Winston Churchill quote. <laughs> and, then he's like, and the meaning of the quote is, if you stop at every dog that barks, you, you won't reach your destination. <laughs> he just repeats it. <laughs> so like, but yeah, so like yeah. The, the backstory with Jordan McCann is like, he is from like a semi-criminal family in Salford like did I think eight years inside and like was originally sentenced to six but like got increased to eight he like he has these clips of impressive (laughs) clips of interviews Mm. where he's like you know wouldn't take anything off the screws like if they gave me a telly and they went to come to take it back off me I'll put my fist through it and break and say you can't take it you can't take it you can take nothing off me and it's just like and like how like has had a rap career for like the past I think two ish years since he's been out and like it's kind of like the perfect moment for him to go viral because there's just so much content of him to consume Mm. like he had a Christmas freestyle from last year which is incredible fantastic what's his what's his music like terrible yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's just yeah. like bad UK hip hop. So, he, so he's not gifted. Devin, can we play some of the music in this section? Be, yeah, can yeah. we get can we get a blast of let it rain on me? Get a little uh, little stitch in there. Let it rain on me, let it rain on me. All the shame, all the pain, put the blame on me. Been through hell, can you hate on me? Look the devil in the eye every morning, Jake. Bro, I come cold, brothers losing hope. That's a swing from a rope, Indiana Jones. What mm-hmm. I think is interesting about watching the uh, Jordan McCann vids is that compared to the other oafs that you showed me, like mm-hmm. particularly, I've now forgotten his name, the lad in the who's in the car talking about his sunglasses <laughs> and, oh, yeah, and saying yeah, about yeah. you don't steal a man's sunglasses, Sam, it's like... Um... I'll find it. It's like yeah. going in his house and stealing his Siamese cat, which I I love for its specificity. Well, it's, it's sort of crossing into like Lewis Saunderson there, yeah, just like he, man, yeah. man what devastated if, what the police if, yeah. have taken his sunglasses and Siamese and also, cat. And also his Siamese cat. I yeah. like that he says, t- goes into your house and takes your cat, you know, your, your Siamese cat, because he obviously wants to make it clear that this is a very valuable cat. And mm. this is obviously... Or because it's two cats joined together. So. Yeah, um, I, but also as well, like, but he's a yeah, but he he know he knows about he knows about cat breeds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but he's got a kind of I was talking to you about this earlier, Tom. Mm-hmm. He's got this kind of sort of rhythmic bardic way of yeah, talking. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, he's always driving whereas, as well when he's recording these videos. Whereas old Jordan, you cannot follow 
a single story yeah. that he tells. You have got no idea well, what this, is happening. You're trying to kind mm. of storyboard it out. You're trying to imagine where all the people mm. involved are even like located in this story. But like this, this is also like the perfect point to say about George McCann is that like he's the embodiment of a certain type of oath that is just a compulsive liar. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. yeah and, that's, and that's a very important oath as well. The liar, mm-hmm. uh, the J from the in-betweeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, Moving all the way up to Donald Trump, a well, classic liar oath. <laughs> George Santos. Yeah, yeah. A political oath. Yeah, yeah. Um, oaths, co- oaths come in all, all orientations, all, all, shapes, sizes. all sizes, yeah, yeah, yeah. all backgrounds. Oath a, inclusivity. That's yeah, what yeah, we're that's talking what, about. That's what mm. we're aiming towards. But like, yeah, but that's what the, I because what I was saying to you before was that because um, George McCann is very, very specifically northern. He could own. He could mm. only be northern. The way he, the way he talks, is a very kind of and like also like a specific like. Area of the north, well, he is such yeah, yeah, a yeah, yeah. Manchester. I know he's from Salford, but he's a Manchester. Well, he's Salford's a Manchester, in Manchester boy. We can allow that. Um, but we definitely, and I and I know this, and I remember this from 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 my own from my own from my own youth. Mm. Um, there's own a, there's a, there is a lo- there's a London analog to this kind of this kind of lad, and they are and they're and they're very theatrical. You can't always follow one of their stories, and you nine times out of ten can't believe one of their stories mm. but you do find them and they're sort of kind of holding court they're a kind of a they're a kind of a somewhere between a kind of jester and sort of storyteller yeah. figure but in order for them to be like really like the king mm-hmm. the king of all they survey they can't be too much of an oaf because you really have to be able to understand what they're saying mm-hmm. and Jordan McCann's story about his brother <laughs> I, unfollowable I un- unintelligible couldn't uh, follow a single fucking word of it Devin can we put a clip of that into uh, like a section of that into this section please yeah. especially my brother you know, like there's good robbers do you know what I mean so like they'd be like doing big robberies and coming home and waking me up when I'd be there seeing all the stuff and you know all the brothers fucking our gym the madman he's coming Every night, guns under my bed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's unclear who's fighting who, who's it, mad I, at ideally who. Ideally, the bit when he goes in the car and then there's a girl in the car <laughs> because that's the bit. Because I because at what and then he transitions I, into talking about how they're very protective over their sisters, which yeah, comes out of nowhere. So <laughs> just another element that's brought in. Um, and their sisters. No one will walk down the street with their sisters because yeah. they know. That Joel McCann and his They won't even allow brothers. boyfriends till they were like eighteen. Well, I mean, they probably had boyfriends, but like we wouldn't allow it. Well, maybe this is also another thing too. Like I, I don't know because like you know where the sort of thing that differentiates like the podcast where if you're seasoned, you can sort of tell a story or you can at least tell mm. a cohesive narrative. But if you can't, then you're like you come off as oafish regardless. Or like mm. I, I don't mm. know if that's true, but like there are, if if you deliver that type of story, you're going to come off as oafish. And mm. so it's actually just the inability, like the idea that you are saying, the best analogy that I can think is like the idea that when you're having a stroke, like you mm. can sort of, you can't really recognize any of the objects, but you sort yeah. of know that they're there. Yeah. 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 You're like sort of talking like, like Yoda. Like these are words, but you can't really compute them and they're not mm. really synthesizing into anything. Has Jordan McCann's face fallen on one side? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, t- he's telling a story like a kind, like a kind of overexcited child. Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit House of Leaves. Yeah, who's mm. had too much Ribena at the well, zoo. Or just like someone just mm. asked him this for the first time, like. You know, and and I guess it's like you know you're you're sort of on a camera. You sort of know that the camera is there, and like you have this one chance to tell the story. So you're going to cram in like every single detail that you can because you think that's how you should tell the story to like an audience that you don't know. Mm. Yeah, like, then 
what comes out of that you know for anyone who's kind of ever written a story or like you know done anything mm-hmm. that in the storytelling a conversation at the pub ever, even yeah well i think because like that's a good like because at the pub it's like you know but you know the whole idea that oh like talk as if you're at the pub it's informal but mm. i don't think that's the same as doing a podcast even if it's like an unscripted podcast right mm. um and so i think in this instance it's like oh this is someone who has been told it's like go you know talk talk into this microphone as if, as if you would talk to one of your mates mm. but it just so happens that his mates are the only people who could talk, <laughs> who could kind of understand it <laughs> because, follow because, the word he's well, well, because they were probably that they're probably his brothers right? <laughs> but like you know following that story is kind of like trying to follow the story in dark souls it's like you have to like <laughs> you have to read the item descriptions that like jordan mccann mm. drops when you beat him like yeah. you have to piece it I, together yeah, yeah. Gotta, it's, you, you, it's more yeah. like you know when you know when like kind of a four-year-old decides to tell yeah, you yeah, a story yeah, yeah. and like you know you want to be nice because they're four so sure. you're going mm-hmm, yeah, yeah yeah and then yeah and then where the, did the ice the cream come in and then, <laughs> and then and then my sister she can't walk down the street um she can't walk down the street because like not everyone knows you can't walk down the street with my sister because then i'll get my brother and then my mum and my mum she runs that pub she runs that pub that's it's one of the most well-known pubs in manchester that is that is our pub that that is our pub and then there was and then a tiger was there and you're just and you're just like and you're like yeah jordan no that's lovely yeah did you draw pictures did you show phoebe and hk the video where he's on he's on the the the, the rap podcast with all of the black guys and he's no. telling them about how they can't be racist to Indian people from Manchester. No. <laughs> it's, so, <laughs> it's so good. So, no, I didn't, but do you want, so do you want to explain this video? I, did, I actually right, missed are, a trick. Yeah, we, are, we are coming close to time, so this has to be the final <laughs> Oaf story. Is, and, I, and I'm so happy that we're ending the Oaf tales here. It's so insane. And this is why I bring up that they're all black because he's he as a white man starts engaging them in a conversation about race for in- like no reason. <laughs> for just no appreciable reason. And, and the point that he's making isn't racist it's just strange and he and he's he's just he, again he's telling one of his stories that you cannot follow about how he was once in an environment where a, another white man uh used used the peace slur uh-huh. to like a south asian man and he's like yeah you can't fucking do that i tell you what salford asians they're fucking built different right the kind of asians we've got in salford right you wouldn't fuck with them. i fucking respect the salford all my asian brothers out there you know I respect that and you're just like what are you talking about <laughs> like you can be racist to South Asian people but not if they're from Salford <laughs> well, yeah, Jordan because Ma- they will fuck you up Jordan McCann doing intersectional oafism <laughs> yeah 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 the oafs are all of one blood yeah it's like it's that sort of like accidental wokeness yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. the woke the woke that's right <laughs> And, and, and you know, it sort of like speaks to this idea that, well, yeah, like you know, he's he's. This is like a, a guy who I wouldn't classify mm. as being like malicious in any way. Mm. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he is, but I think I met, maybe if you met him on D Wing, yeah. But like, <laughs> yeah, but this goes back to my point at the very start when like we're kind of classifying a kind of oaf physiognomy or phrenology or like we're, we're trepanning oafs is like Jordan McCann has a hell of a head shape uh, well, if that, you were bringing back phrenology he well, would look, be he's from Salford he probably has Irish blood you know look he's called McCann probably yeah Irish people well known for having big heads Um, it, it kind of come. Yeah, the big Irish head is a very well-known phenomenon. Say big Irish head like that's a normal thing. <laughs> yeah, any Irish person that's listening will know the big Irish Have head. Have you ever seen Michael D. Higgins? Okay, like- well, look, just to clarify, uh, we do not know about the big <laughs> Irish head. This is so. If you are going to get mad at 
us get mad get, at Tom. Get mad at Tom. Get mad at Tom. Tom is the one no, who said it. They won't get <laughs> mad because any Irish person listening will immediately any Irish person that goes abroad can identify another Irish person in the room by the big Irish head. I'm sitting here shaking my head, not yeah, because to, I agree with it, but just because. But just to indicate just, that he has got a small non-Irish head. Yes, yeah, so, head for one man. But yeah, this comes back. He's, he's showing off we his we tiny head. Look, we don't endorse phrenology on this show, <laughs> but in this instance, we are going to make a slight. Exception for the Irish. For 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 Tom, who is Irish, by the way, in brackets. Yeah, oh, please so, continue. Anyway, this would be really <laughs> funny if he wasn't and he that he was just doing a voice yeah, just for the entire in episode. Look at, <laughs> literally no one that I work with can actually say my name properly apart from Milo. So but <laughs> so I can make big Irish head come Yeah. <laughs> but this comes back this comes I'm back honorary. This comes back to my point that I said I at the very say, start. I thought you said Mahoney. Oh Mahoney. Yeah. Yeah, close enough. Okay, um, but it comes back to my original point that at the heart of all oaths is some sort of goodness and that like Jordan McCann somehow stumbles on to like the point of you know being anti-Asian hate just by like his pure oafishness mm. yeah yeah yeah, because that, that's the thing about the oath, you know, they don't they don't have like broader tastes and convictions. So they kind of they did de- they deal with things on a case by case basis. Mm. So like Jordan McCann, you know, he doesn't he doesn't have like a broader understanding of like, you know, racial systems and the way that he might participate in them. So if he's presented with something that's racist, he's like he's like, Wow, Asian guys my mate, so that can't be right. Yeah, Jordan and it, McCann and it sort of leads him to a simplistic woke position. Yeah, mm. Jordan McCann is like applying the old version of like Hegelian phenomenology of spirit to you know he he's stumbling upon pure genius through stupidity. <laughs> I think on I that think that's note, a yeah. really good place to leave it. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you. Yeah, um, we'll probably come back with like another oaths episode in the new mm. year. Bad oaths, I think, is what is what Ooh. we're workshopping. So, oh yeah, uh, yeah. So you haven't. This isn't the last you've heard from the oathropologist, but for workshopping, now, but nothing is guaranteed on mm. the, it might that might just be quite a depressing well episode. regardless regardless uh this is not the last time you will hear from the oathropologist i'm sure mm. sure you both will invite you back on uh based on whatever you guys whatever <laughs> stuff you find on tiktok next mm. um so thank you very much guys for coming on uh you both i mean we all have podcasts but mm, do, you yeah. want, do you want to do you want to plug yours well you go first uh, sure. I mean, I'm I'm on Trash Future with Hussein. I'm oh, on this very niche show called Trash Future. Yeah, no one's ever heard of it. Yeah, with with some other oafs, and uh, I, I'm on uh, I'm on Master of Our Domain with Phoebe. That's right. It's a lot of a lot of podcasting crossover here. <laughs> um, I am the co-host of Beneath the Skin. It's the show about the history of tattooing, th- told through the history of everything. And I am also on a show that centers a lot on oafs. Uh, Lines led by donkeys. A show about military history failures when are you getting your bosch tattoo um as as, as someone we said when we launched mean skin last year i set the goal of when we crossed 100 patrons i would get a tattoo as voted by our patrons and that tattoo has been picked as of yesterday oh uh, thank god i didn't pick a bosch head tattoo well, Bo- bosch uh yeah bosch. i i would have voted bosch soldier i think that would have been a very good i think yeah. that would have been a fun tattoo anyway mm. Uh, maybe next time. Uh, Get Bosch on both your knuckles. It's <laughs> just like Bosch on both hands. I mean, I imagine like Johnny Fisher probably might do that at some point. Yeah. You need um, Bish on one on one hand and Bosch on the other. Yeah. Bish, <laughs> Bosch. <laughs> on the arse. Yeah. On the head. Yeah. Um, the thank you for listening to this episode of 10,000 Posts. We really appreciate it. Um, just before we get into plugs, uh, just to remind you that there are links for medical aid for Palestine uh, in the show notes. Please donate to that if you can. 
um also we have a patreon if you want to listen to bonus episodes five bucks a month helps us to run the show helps us to run it without ads and to stay editorially independent patreon.com forward slash 10k post podcast also in the show notes if you want to click on that if you, if you don't sign up to the Patreon, they're going to have to do a gym skins TikTok That's network. Right. And then... <laughs> those, those are the two things. Those are like the two modes of the future. So choose one. Th- uh, there is the 10K TikTok agency, which, uh, oh, yeah, which yeah. you can. We, we may not be on TikTok, but we which do you, run a TikTok can, agency. You can sign, uh, can sign By up. signing up to your TikTok. Um, <laughs> by signing up yeah. for your Patreon. I do, uh, I do interviews at the Mangle too. Uh, <laughs> by oh, yeah. uh, supporting the 10K Patreon, you can be supporting the guys signing up for James Skin's eventual course. Yeah. Yes. And you could probably buy me a couple of those orange tracksuits as well. <laughs> yeah. at it. Um, mm. Get for even one of those little bags. I'd love, a, I'd love a little bag. Although on me, that bag's going to look pretty normal size. It's not going <laughs> to look like problem. a satchel. Not, not gonna look, you're going to have to, like, you have to like beef up and then you'll get a little bag. Okay, okay. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll get right on that. <laughs> We're going to buy um, BBC <laughs> steroids. Yeah, uh, as regards uh, the editorial independence, uh, all oaf opinions you hear are completely untrammeled and uh, unpaid for. So um, that's something that we can reassure you of. Uh, subscribe to my Substack. Listen to my other podcast. Cool. Uh, this show is produced by Devon. Follow them at Devon underscore on Earth. Listen to Kill James Bond if you don't already. That's it from us. Until next time, we'll catch you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.